Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Before we get into it and before Zane walks in front of the camera here, we're giving away free Selkirk paddles for life. So we'll have one winner of uh, free paddles for life. You'll never have to buy another paddle again, Selkirk paddles, and then five winners of a single Selkirk paddle. Uh, you can choose between two, but uh, we'll include the link down below and you can enter to win uh, free paddles for life. Never, never buy another paddle again. Do it. Welcome back to what did you say? The world's number one pickleball podcast, That's according correct. to uh, according to Tim Parks and one other Johnny Johnny Five and Johnny Five Johnny has his own podcast and he's ranking <laughs> yeah. us number one. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. pretty epic. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, yeah. Johnny. Yeah. Well, we should give him a shout out. That's the the pickle juice podcast, right? Or pickle? Yeah, he's on that pickle yep. juice podcast. And his thing is at Johnny Five uh, I think he has a family. He travels a lot, but he spends more time tweeting than doing anything else. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, he's on top of it. We need those type of people. Yeah, he's he's early running for the Woj of pickleball. For the Woj, I don't know, man. Maurice the Grease just got on Twitter. <laughs> Dude, Maurice the Grease. So is, I had whew, I had a call guy. with Maurice. The, say it again, Maurice the Grease. Maurice the Grease. He is, uh, he's a pretty funny personality. I knew him from Pickleball Forum. He would just have the most outrageous posts. I reached out to him, it would have been two years ago now, and I had a call with him, and I was like, No way. Can we, like, can we somehow work together? I just want to put your personality on our platform. I don't know how that works. And he said he was pretty interested in it. He, wor- he lived in Alaska at the time. I don't know if he still lives in Alaska, uh, but... I've noticed this guy for over two years now, electric personality. I'm a big fan of him now being on Twitter, though I am worried about him because he loves to stir the pot. <laughs> oh, we love that. <laughs> we love that. We need Maurice the Grease as a uh, as a paid agitator for us. <laughs> I think it'd be good to get on the pot, uh, but I just he probably still lives in Alaska. I don't know. <laughs> Greasemeister. Check out direct flights from Anchorage to Austin. Come through. Yeah. <laughs> Open invite. Friend of the pod, even though we I've never actually spoken to him in person. But I think he's a military guy. Really? Um, also, you want to know another interesting thing about the military and personalities within Pickleball. So Fit to Serve, the big mm-hmm. guy who's been doing all the Instagram content. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He does the stuff with Valaire. Yeah, yeah. He F- like hilarious. He's funny a guy. Purple Heart recipient. Just Damn! Like insane. Yeah. Okay. No yeah. shit. Respect. Yeah. Like mad respect. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I would. I would anyway. like to know more about that. But. Yeah. I, I don't know. Can you ask about stuff like that? I mean, I'm sure the story is wild, but. Yeah, I, I don't know the. I don't know the the etiquette there. Yeah. I just want to be respectful, and I I respect <laughs> and and appreciate the the troops in in a 
most of what I say on this podcast is me messing around, but that's for real. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. But speaking of being um, respectful in a tongue-in-cheek kind of way, there's been a lot of different things floating around pickleball this week, right? Oh, yeah. We're not going to do this episode. I was like, Zane, I really don't want to do it. I don't feel that great. I'm tired. I got Look at stuff him. He's, he's hungover again. He's all, he shows up every every time we have to do this podcast on a Monday. He's hungover. Didn't drink this weekend. Actually, <laughs> I did on uh, Saturday. but I only had 13 beers last night. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but we're here because there's just too much stuff happening, I think, is essentially the, the gist of it. So There is. And so if this, this is going to be another episode that does have a decent amount of, of paddle drama. But yep. we're going to save that for the, uh, for the second half. And... Mm-hmm. I keep saying, enough with the paddle drama. We've beaten it to death. Yeah. And then new stuff comes up. I'm like, all right, right. let's talk about the paddle drama. Right. Um, but that will be in the in the second half of the the show. And uh, I think it's I still think it's pretty entertaining and pretty pretty uh, pretty good stuff. But we'll start off. We're gonna get more serious about our week weekly segments. Mm-hmm. We're gonna start off with a very serious topic. Which is our meme of the week. (laughs) (laughs) And this week's meme of the week has to be memes of pickleball, of course, with the I personally liked the Mr. Bean um, flipping everybody off. And it says (laughs) um, Pablo at this week's PPA tournament. And he's like giving birds all over. So for you guys who who don't know or, or didn't watch. Pablo and Federico played James and Tyson this past weekend in the Newport Beach uh, tournament. And Tyson had himself a a week. They had a phenomenal mixed run. um, And like Tyson was on center court like all weekend. And like Tyson's fans came out to play and they're loud. They're rowdy. They're obnoxious. Personally, I like all that. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. they they brought like center court was packed but dead in most of the other matches not tyson's um and they were borderline over the line um which again i'm not worried about but don stanley was having none of it (laughs) don was uh don was taking control of that match or attempting to but um so tyson's guys uh were were kind of chirping and being loud and and chirping pablo a little bit and I don't know exactly what was said from from the stands after Pablo and uh, and Fed won, but Pablo and Fed won, and instead of going up to the net to to tap paddles, Pablo walked over to Tyson's crowd to give him the bird, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was the the middle finger heard round the word mm-hmm. world, and very dank memes generated because of that yeah absolutely gold material but it's not it's not tell first time interacting with a crowd and getting sanctioned for it did he get sanctioned for this so he yeah did you see it this morning oh no i didn't PPA see it. released that he'll, he'll be fined for this oh yeah but <laughs> what do we know about fines they might just be one dollar fines don't exist yeah <laughs> one penny uh but he was getting into it in MLP Daytona with mm-hmm. uh, Dallas fans, one in particular who was pretty intoxicated. <laughs> the fan got kicked out. Was it you? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I know so much? Tellas got a was it blue card as the technical warning, right? Yeah, I don't know. Blue, orange, I don't yeah, know. Right. So just kind of something, the, you know. Don't do that again. 
but something about Pablo, the fans get to him. <laughs> I, had, uh, I had dinner with Pablo on whatever it was. It was Friday night. And Pablo said himself, and this is, let's see, Friday night would have been actually before he even, he did this on Saturday. Pablo himself says, in his accent, which I probably shouldn't do. <laughs> um, Pablo says, "Like, yeah, I'm the I'm the nicest guy at, until I snap." Yeah. And Federico was just like nodding along the whole time. Federico's <laughs> like, "Yeah, yeah, that's true." And uh, yeah, super nice guy. And then snapped. Yeah, <laughs> and then right. snapped. But it, it does seem like fans fans get to him a little bit. Yeah, I think memes of pickleball made up like a fake quote from Pablo. I was like, <laughs> yeah. He called me, referring to the fan, he called me Challenger League Chica. So the first thing that came to mind is to throw up the bird in his face. I didn't know if that was real or not. So yeah. I DM them and I was like, this isn't, I was like, is this, is this real? And he's like, no, we, we made up all these quotes. I was like, okay, good. Because we almost put this in the newsletter and in the blog <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> that was like a believable enough quote that made it funny where it wasn't just something absolutely ridiculous. Right, right. It was right on the border. Yeah, but I have a a bonus meme of the week that right. did not make it to memes of pickleball somehow or another. So my boy Altoff had himself a week yeah. at the U.S. Open, and we'll go through the U.S. Open results. But him and Eva Welsher won mixed, and Eva jumped up on, on Altoff and makes this face. So there's this picture... And you'll have to put this on there to, to do it justice. Okay. But there's this picture and her face is just like so ecstatic and it looks very inappropriate. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. It does. And yeah, I have to say that's my that's my bonus meme of the week. He also had the other picture I was saying to you where he won uh, men's gold as well. Men's senior pro gold. And he is on his knees, hands in the air, like he just, I don't know, won a war, right? I've never seen someone that happy about anything. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, what's your meme of the week? What do you like? I don't know because I didn't know we were going to do this segment, but we are yeah, going to start kinda, doing this. I kind of sprung this one on him last a minute. More, uh, a little, the only one I liked was Trop's narration of you know what happened with, with Pablo. I thought that was hilarious. I didn't see that either. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got we to do a better job with our memes next week. Yes. The memes will be dank here and for in perpetuity. They Sound will off be, in the comments about how a little preparation would go a long way uh, and we're unprofessional. Wouldn't be yes. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. I do. I do actually still want to do a, a segment where every time I swear we'll donate something to some charity. So yeah. we got to pick the charity. I think we should work with the guy. I wear that stop Alzheimer's now thing although i'll have to ask sean he he runs that nonprofit. it's a it's a nonprofit that i'm starting to work with that donates um money to alzheimer's cure research and they donated actually like 96 percent of their gross receipts to research last year which is like an astronomical amount most companies most big nonprofits are the, on the flip side so i'll have to ask sean if he's cool with me <laughs> swearing for alzheimer's research Got to run that one past them. Yeah. If you have other suggestions, let us know. Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of options. Um, the last thing on the Telus thing is like, and I guess all the paddle drama stuff, but I, I've heard on good authority that people within the PPA aren't exactly unhappy about this. 
and and leaning into sort of I guess we could call it the WWE side of of pickleball is ultimately going to be good for. I mean, we tweeted it this morning, right? Like it'll turn off some fans, but it'll bring in more fans, and the net effect is going to be positive, creating the drama, the storylines. We've talked about it for forever, um, so I don't know. I wouldn't uh, if stuff like this happens. I would almost see these fines or statements from the PPA as being strategic or something that may have even just like flown under the radar and nobody realized it was like, well, if we fine them or we do release a statement, it actually brings it into the spotlight. So people have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I actually think it'd be wise for them to just lean into that more and, and double down on this stuff. I agree. And they, they could even have two streams. They have one stream that has Ben and Colin on the whole time, like the, the clean stream. And then the other stream has like me, DJ, Tyson, Pablo. <laughs> you put the bad boys on one. You got Leia on our on our stream. We got Leia versus Salome is actually every other match played on that yeah. stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even just exhibitions. Let's see. And then we'll have the, the clean stream on the other put, one. Like in the corners of the court, like a ladder over here and a folding chair over here, just in case they want to uh, include props in like the, the on-court fights. Right. For fights. I, I personally think that it should be more of a hockey system. Like instead of instead of a challenge system, like when you call the ball out. Like you just go, you just go gloves off (laughs) and you fight about it. (laughs) And and Don lets you fight until like somebody hits the ground or something like you skate around a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, that probably won't be in the tournament that we, we eventually run. Oh, why didn't I think about that? No, it will be. It will be. exactly what's going to happen. But can I tap somebody in like, like, yeah, yeah, you can, you, you have the option like phone a friend. Oh, sick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Because I'm a runner, not a fighter. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then I'll be like, I'll this. just be a couple rounds, like, I'll just run away and keep chirping. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%. You're the okay. instigator, but not the brawler. Exactly. All right. So, um, US Open happened this past week. A couple interesting, uh, interesting results. Somewhat predictable, I think, in the in the men's side of things with uh, Kyle and Andre um, won the men's doubles draw over Hunter and Yates. Hunter took gold in singles, Yates silver and fad came back with a with a bronze. Um, Nothing really too out of the ordinary or out of the expected there. I think that actually the u.s open is probably most interesting for the senior stuff mm-hmm. because this is the place where every single senior is going to go play and um and best competition best prize money this is the most that they have on the line all year long and uh it was an all tough weekend man i have to give props to my to my boy him and dane beat um weinbach and sperling in the final 12 10 12 10 i believe and that was where altoff got down on his knees and was like all, all stoked about it which is understandable and then a little bit of an upset my boy altoff and, and eva won the mixed and altoff is a underrated mixed player it's pretty sick first point of that match too i think it was against witskin oh yeah they chest bumped <laughs> chest bump first chest yeah. bump <laughs> wow um did you see that clip i did i yeah. didn't see the chest bump part of it yeah yeah that was at the end of that point they chest bumped uh-huh. who, who it was witzkin right yeah so witzkin and altoff after they just make they lock eyes and they go all right bring it in and they <laughs> run up to the net and they do like a big chest bump and the crowd just loves it nice nice altoff is a uh he's a showman 
Yes, he is. Loves himself some Zing Zang center court. Um, yeah. What did he he um, keep going? I gotta I gotta bring up a text that he sent me. <laughs> oh boy, those are always epic too. Yeah. Let's see. Paris and Hunter beat Simone and Kyle in the final of the the mixed, which I would put at maybe a slight upset, only because you have to think that the home crowd has got to be going crazy for Simone and Kyle. Like Simone and Kyle are kind of OGs of the US Open. Yeah, right. I think they've been playing together right. for forever. And both of them are right from around that area. It's gotta be a pretty hostile environment for Paris and, and Hunter to go in and and win. So props to them. Um but yeah, that's uh that's more or less everything that I had from the the US Open. Some interesting split age results. I do kind of still like those those tournaments. Um pretty interesting, interesting dynamic in some of those, but again, with not everybody not everybody playing, I think it uh makes it probably a little bit less interesting, but you do see different matchups and whatnot. All right, let's talk PPA. <laughs> all right, Tom's <laughs> is over it. He's like, all right, we we did. We can check US Open off the box. Let's yeah. talk about the, yeah, the PPA. Yeah. All right, well, what do you want to talk about, Thomas? Go ahead. Uh, I don't know. You're listen. You're the you're the quarterback of this episode. That's what we talked about. So you start. We can start, right. start with the Johnsons. We can start with the Johnsons. They had a pretty uh, a relatively easy go of it, um, but there's no not really any such thing at uh at these tournaments but i don't think they lost a i don't think they lost a game in route to in route to winning um unless they did in in mixed i don't know i would have liked to see schneeman mcguffin win obviously they were like the the i don't know if you'd call them a cinderella story but they were definitely the the underdogs and it was cool to see them go as as far as they did and they're a fun team and the the crazy part is they had match points against them against um pablo and Michelle in the first round, they won. Yeah. I think they won twelve ten in the third. Right. And Pablo and Michelle had had at least one match point against them. Yeah. So their day almost ended what's right the, away. What, what's the story there? Is it that Tyson McGuffin's ability to will his way to finals with a wide mix of partners is is super impressive, and people need to give him more props? I think both these things could be true, by the way. Or is it that Schneeman has kind of come out of nowhere and is actually a bit of a, a force um, as a as a women's player. I think it's a little bit of both. A little bit of both for sure. It's, it seems like maybe Tyson takes a little bit of time to to warm up in the morning, potentially, something like that. Um same with same with Lacey possibly, but Lacey's tough to play. She has a little bit of what looks like a hitch in her forehand, but that makes her really difficult to read as a guy straight in front of her. Mm. And she can also like light the ball up pretty well. She can pound the ball and isn't afraid to go right at the guy in front of her and can back it up because she's got firepower yeah um so a i do think lacy is playing really really well and then b i think tyson is probably a good um a good fit for her where she's almost more of the the aggressor and he's there to cover up space have right. good drives she can poach off of that so i think I think it's, like you said, a combination of, of both of those things. So they had they had themselves a run. They beat, right after that, they beat um, Jesse and Jay in three. They beat James and Anna, 11-7, 12-10. And then they beat uh, Koopy and Ben 
11 6 11 8 the i guess one of the stories from this weekend was uh no let's see no medals oh he got a bronze ben got a bronze ben got bronze in the mixed with andrea and uh no medal with colin they went out what was that first round yeah right yeah to yeah um who was that it was uh newell and i didn't even recognize the name of his partner uh and i went and started watching that match back because somebody put it up somebody was recording. oh really oh you can watch and that they match? put it up on youtube yeah and i started watching like the first game just to see what happened i assume it was just kind of one of those times where ben and colin get just frustrated and sort of just st- they just almost like mentally throw in the towel and they're like frustrated with each other. Well, I would like to see that because I didn't see any of it. And, um, yeah, so you can watch it. I don't know. I'd be, um, I'd be curious to see what happened. I, I heard that it was more or less like a drive slap fest from the, the team of, well, that's what Newell it has to be. If and gonna beat them, right? Locklear. I don't yeah. know Locklear. Yeah. Neither Phillip. do I. I don't know if I know him. Yeah. Um, but damn, well, that opened up the, the draw for, uh, Tardio and Garrett Whitehead to, uh, to make a semifinal got smacked by mm. Dylan and JW yep. and Dylan told us before the match, we had tickets to a Lakers game from the hard eights owner, Rick Chan, who hooked us up, which was unreal. Did Super sick. I went Yeah. and Dylan was like. All right, I'm going to make this quick so I can go to the, the Lakers game tonight. <laughs> so Dylan goes to a Lakers game Saturday night with us back in L.A., about an hour away. Game gets done at whatever it was, like 1030. Don't know what they did after that. Knowing Dylan, probably hit the clubs for a little while. <laughs> yeah. And then back to uh, back to Newport Beach to clean up a final the next day. Yeah. Good for him. And then they ended up going straight sets against the Newman Wright combo. So good weekend for uh, for J Dub. Good weekend for for Dylan. Good stuff all around. Do you okay? So do you care that there was no singles? What's your What's your take on that? I didn't even notice. Somebody tweeted. <laughs> somebody Somebody literally tweeted like, "Did anybody notice that there was no singles?" Or or what do you feel about? It? And I was just like, "Oh, I didn't even realize that." <laughs> um. I think my personal take is there should be one singles tournament per month. So if if you're running three PPAs in a month, you need one singles because I'm not going to play more than one singles tournament in a month. I think that's, I don't know, probably a little bit too much on the, on the body and on the, on the mind more than anything. So like, yeah, why not do a couple without singles and then make the ones that do have singles more of a big deal. Maybe give us some better airtime for singles. Um, and also, I think that the main reason for no singles in this one was because the game has grown. This The Newport Beach uh, Tennis and Pickleball Club is is awesome. They have like 3,000 pickleball members, yeah. and they have like 3,000 courts there. <laughs> um, the place is packed with courts. Yeah. But they're just a little bit too small for singles. Mm-hmm. Other than the center court that you that you see, it's a little bit too tough to play singles. Like the the backstop is a little bit too Got close. Yeah, okay. The yeah. the the fences are a little bit too close on the um, on the sides. Mm-hmm. And so I'd imagine they just said, "Look, we can load this tournament up with amateurs. We're not even going to bother with singles. The pros are definitely going to complain to us about the courts." Um, and so let's just not deal with it. 
let's scrap the singles. So um, speaking of Newport, did you happen to see somebody shout to you, hey, Zane, and then point at their shirt with a Dink logo on it? I did. I did. Uh, who was that? <laughs> That's Brody. That's Brody. So my team has a little bit of an issue with you right now. Okay. Right, well, I don't care. Because you. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? As you know, MTE is one of my drinks of choice. It is a rapidly growing two ounce supplement that helps support peak performance. And for me personally, helps me get into that flow state. It replaces excess caffeine with nootropics and adaptogens, and that provides energy and focus without that uh, crash that you might get. It provides all of the benefits of excess caffeine without the nasty jitters or the crash. The formula also supports a calm mood. It actually supports better sleep at night, um, stress response, inflammation response, and immunity. You can use the code DINK15, which gives you 15% off of your first order of MTE. Give it a whirl. Brody, who it was, was like, how does he not know who I am? Meanwhile, Adam is is a hell are these all are these people? <laughs> we have a big team. I don't think people realize. I think people just assume it's it's me on on social and writing the stuff, but you know, we've got four to five different people potentially, you know, authoring or tweeting or posting on Instagram at any given time. Um, so I told them I was like Make Instagram. Start getting your personalities out there. People got to know who you are. Um, yeah. Or Brody, when you're around me, wear a name tag. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Uh, I, I, uh, I sorry, had Brody. No, I, he, he was like a couple courts down and said, said, hey. And I was like, oh, are you JB? Because JB is yeah, like right, the right. one that I'd interacted with the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, other than Kim as well. Um, but uh, I think you need a little like meet the team section on your yeah, on your, we on your website. About it. Yeah, yeah. We were um, well. So Brody is doing our paddle reviews now, so you'll see him on our our YouTube. Uh, JB's never in content. Kim's got an Instagram. She's putting stuff out there. Adam does a ton of our writing. He's probably doing most of the the writing. Uh, and then Rowan is on the sticks of, and you'll see him at at events. Uh, he's the one who produces the tennis sucks pod but he works for us full-time now and he does like a ton of our content for uh for social and for this podcast too so okay then we've gotcha. got mitch slash jamie who's uh the producer of this show oh thanks jamie <laughs> thanks jamie all right well i think we made it an obligatory half an hour without talking about paddles <laughs> yeah that's about as good as it's gonna get today yeah yeah right, right all right, right so we got a bunch of different things that that yeah. we need to go through because there's been a lot of developments in this area over the last week yeah we and have... if, if this is if this isn't enough for you or if you're tired of it uh apologies in advance because i think so you're leaving uh but i think later this week we're gonna get brooks uh one of their engineers and then ben johns all in the studio and we're going to do uh, a joint podcast that'll be later this week. So we're trying to uh, isolate the time. So it'll be the first episode without uh, without Zane, but I think it'll be an interesting one. And if you're tired of this paddle stuff, just don't even watch. But, you know, watch because we like when you guys watch. Um, but anyway, all right. What, what should we start with? Well, I'd say we can we can start with and I actually didn't know that Brooks was coming in later in the in the week. So we can start with the MLP test results and their statement. We don't need to go super in depth on that since we'll go super in depth on that on uh, 
on whatever day that is. Yep. Um, but basically, at the last MLP event in Daytona, um, MLP took any paddle that we were going to play with and did some forms of their own testing. And there were no repercussions, no um, no sanctions if you have an illegal paddle. It was just for science. And um, so I think they tested something over like 200 paddles and mm-hmm. created baselines for, for grit and weight and deflection uh, and whatnot and released the results um, of every single paddle tested somewhat anonymously so you can see the you can see the the readings of each individual paddle which is numbered off but you can't see um exactly what paddle that was or who it belonged to but i do what i really appreciate from this is like now we're actually looking at numbers right when other entities have been testing you're getting a pass fail right here MLP is being transparent throughout the the process, yep. and I think that kind of allows for a bit of public commentary, right? Where we're talking about it, people can give opinions on on what standards should be developed based on the data that you can actually see, rather than just a, a pass fail. So I do think that the transparency is is pretty solid there. I'll be curious to see exactly where things land for enforcement at the next major league pickleball event anything that anything from that uh, that little report that stuck out to you that you want to talk about briefly mm, no i mean just the fact that like so i think there were what was it six paddles or six manufacturers do you know that do you know what it was was it six paddles or six manufacturers that i don't and they reached out to them sort of so they're not so they're not releasing that publicly but they reached out to them and said hey FYI these paddles exceeded the limits changes need to be made ahead of the next event mm-hmm. so i thought that was sort of an interesting way of of handling it right yeah i believe they reached out to the the players as well i think it said in their in their statement yeah so yeah um that honestly feels like an eternity ago that was like at the beginning of of last week or maybe uh-huh. mid last week mm mm-hmm. Lots, lots and lots happened even since then. Yep. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go back to Red Rock because we have okay. some results or some things to comment on from there where Salome Davidze's paddle was tested by Leah Jansen or, or challenged and they didn't have um, paddle testing on site like they did in Newport Beach this week, which we will discuss. Right. So essentially, Leia challenged one of Salome's paddles, and they had to send it back to some form of, of testing agency or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't seen any f- statement from the PPA on this, on Tyson's paddle, which I believe was challenged there as well as Salome's. I haven't seen anything come from the the PPA, but we do have a statement from Salome saying that her paddle was cleared and that, um, and that she had no like repercussions from the PPA. 
So I think it'll be interesting to see. Well, well, Leia made her statement as well. And basically after that, more or less apologized for her behavior on the court during that match, which I think is a fair apology, right? Um, and let's see, we have it here. Should, should we, do we want to read Sal, Salome's as well? I feel like we should since, uh, since we're going to read something from Leia as well. So this was two days ago. Um, Salome wrote, Hi, everyone. First, thank you for all the support and kind words over the past few weeks. I love playing pickleball, and I really hope that the sport can grow and become strong and mature professionally. Right now, there are a lot of distractions, and I have decided that generally they are not worth paying attention to, but occasionally I will have to address them, so here goes. I was notified by the PPA Tour yesterday that the paddle from Red Rock in St. George, Utah that was sent for testing was not delaminated. I used the same paddle throughout the tournament. By the way, it was marked by the PPA after the paddle challenge following the quarterfinal match. So that's that. Can't wait to see you all out on the courts this summer. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I think that is a, a fair statement for her at the at the time being, right? Like, why go into why go into more of it? She was notified by the PPA that her paddle was mm -hmm. was cleared. Um, yeah. Yeah. So w one thing I am surprised about is that PPA hasn't made any statement about this, right? And, and I've heard from multiple sources that this is true. Her paddle was was cleared. So I don't think that that's inaccurate. I'm sure it's not. But PPA has already made a whole bunch of, or a big, big statement about Sarah Ansbury's paddle from this weekend. Right. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm a little surprised. And I think that we should have, I, I mean, I would like the PPA to, to, address that publicly right i think it's something that that deserves addressing both hers and and, and tyson's paddles ansbury's salome's and tyson's, and tyson's from red rock from the, from there's the been no right. public statement to my knowledge right right based on that yeah i think it was just like they weren't sure how to how to deal with it but it seems like they're going to be making statements moving forward i mean they, they released a statement about the about ansbury and braverman being dq'd uh and the most curious thing about that is that Ansbury's paddle was marked okay, and then later she's DQ'd after playing with it, right? So she even had the sticker, and in her video she shows, yeah, my paddle was checked prior. Now it's it was, I guess, then tested later. So somebody would have challenged it then, I assume. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it was noted that it was you know exceeded the limits or something was wrong with it we actually don't know what was wrong with it at this point do we well so here's the thing you have to test different times for different things right so when you get a paddle that is approved before a match if it's let's let's talk about spin for a second right we're not talking about what sarah's paddle was tested for let's talk about spin if you play a match the grittiest your paddle will ever be is at the beginning of that match so if you test before the match you can test effectively for grit now when we're dealing with delamination type of stuff the least with certain paddles 
the least delamination or the least space between the surface of the paddle and the core of the paddle will occur before a match. You play with the paddle and there creates more space. So yes, I think that everything that she said is likely true where it was approved beforehand. And if you read the PPA statement, they told her right that she was like she, she was, was close right on the borderline and advised not so, playing yeah, with so that this sounds like it is a DLAM issue then correct so bef- yeah. it was b- prior to the match right. it was fine barely mm-hmm. during the match it became not fine and it was tested after the match yep and was found to be over or exceeding whatever limit there is yeah let me read this according to the ppa's official statement sarah was given a warning before the semifinal match that her paddle had a high likelihood of crossing the legal threshold the ppa says it is true that other players paddles failed the initial mandatory testing process but in those cases those players chose to retire their paddles before playing with them sarah was like okay i'm i'm near the limit i'm gonna go ahead i'm just gonna keep playing with it right hopefully it doesn't end up in violation so this incident and this is a quote this incident was the first time testing had been conducted directly following a match after a player challenge for this reason this was the only occasion on which additional steps were taken per ppa tour standard protocols all of which had been communicated to players prior to the tournament yikes <laughs> yeah yikes. well yikes that you can be within the limits and then literally like you can play two three matches and all of a sudden you're in violation i mean imagine trying to dance around that that's going to be really tough i mean this isn't in my mind this is not going to be the if, if this is how it works this isn't going to be the first time it or the last time it happens well i think it was very very nice of carl to give her a heads up that she's in danger of being in right. uh, like he could have said nothing but isn't it crazy that right now the way paddles are manufactured that this i mean we've talked about it before but this is such a this is such a crazy incident in my mind that we have such an issue with the paddle technology right now that you can literally the day of have a legal paddle and then as the tournament goes on then be in violation i mean so do you have to like for every match do you have to switch to a new paddle i mean if you if you want to push the limit to the very edge yeah and so here's the thing like i'm not going to say this about sarah's paddle but the way that you or or let's just say let's say me if i have a paddle that i know is possibly like able to be delaminated what i can do is i can just I can go get it tested by Carl and say, okay, it's fine. And then I go into my, go back to my car and I beat it with a hammer or <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not kidding. This is what you can do. Right. right, right you right. can actually do this. So that's why the timing is important. And the heads up from Carl, I think was, was, I think eliminates any, any doubt in my mind that, that there was BS going on. Right. So like, there was a fair warning. We all understand how delamination okay. works among the pros at this point. Yeah. So it sucks, right? It sucks for her that it was fine before and it was illegal afterwards. But let's say I okay, let's let's take me as an example. I do this. I give a paddle to Carl and it's fine. It's not even close. Carl's like, "You're fine." And then I go to my car and beat the hell out of it for half an hour yeah. or whatever it takes. And then I come back and I play my match and everybody in Newport Beach can hear that my paddle is delaminated. And then my pat my opponents challenge it. 
and it's found to be illegal. I'm sure Sarah didn't actually go and beat her paddle with a with a thing, but it's something that could happen. Yeah. And so I think testing before and after is is essential. It's pretty interesting because from an outsider's perspective, my mind goes to I, I would be like, man, this sucks. Like this sucks. This is like impossible to navigate. But you as a player, you're saying, actually, this is pretty fair. And that was generally the sentiment I heard reflected amongst most players, including Ansbury and Braverman. They were both like, this is fair. This is this is what needs to happen. So we're bummed that we're getting DQ'd. We forfeit the points, the prize money, uh, and a shot at, you know, potentially going on and, and winning gold. But this is what needs to happen if we're going to improve this process. I mean, Lucy Kovalova in a, her post-match interview was like, yeah, this is, this is deserved. The, this is a dessert, like, and this is how it should be. And I thought that was an interesting statement. And then like Elise Jones was tweeting, like, we're so thankful for, <laughs> it was almost like a bunch of the pros were tweeting in favor of this. It almost looked like it was like propaganda, right? <laughs> but like all these players seem to be pretty aligned that like, this is how it needs to happen. So I just, I just think it's interesting because if I'm a player and I'm always in jeopardy of my paddle delaminating in the middle of a match and me forfeiting everything, I would be like, well, this sucks. Agreed, but it doesn't just delaminate over the course of a, of a match. It doesn't go from, unless you've pushed it right to the edge prior to a match, that's not how it normally happens yeah right it's not like but even you saying it's not how it normally happens well let's say okay that means there is always this risk i suppose so yeah but it, again it's not a risk that is if your paddle is well let, let's i don't know the exact units uh, i don't know exactly how it's how it's measured i don't know what unit it's measured in but let's say whatever threshold is 50 at the beginning of the match you're 30 your paddle isn't going to delaminate like a tremendous amount just by playing pickleball for an hour. It might, so it's not going to go from 30 to 51. It might go from 49.5 to 50.5 over the course of a match. Yeah. So like if you, it's like that, that one guy on the whiteboard, the more you F around, the more you find out. <laughs> yeah. So if you've F around a lot beforehand, you're going to find out. Great opportunity to donate to charity there. Got to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Sorry, charity is not today. <laughs> oh, brutal. But like, so you're not going to go from a completely legal, nowhere close to being delaminated paddle to an illegal delaminated paddle over the course of playing one match. You you play, you F around, you're gonna find out. So that's my take on it. And and yeah, I, I did see I have to I didn't make a, a tweet about it, but I have to be I'm pretty high on how the the PPA has like handled this. Okay. Between now and and Red Rock, right? Or from Red Rock to now, Red Rock was a disaster in terms of of paddle stuff. There was no no testing whatsoever until afterwards, mm -hmm. and now to have Carl on site being able to do all of this in real time is huge. I would not have thought that that would be a possibility just over the two week period of time. Right. So like, props to them. 
really, really good way to way to implement and and police over the course of just two weeks. They, I think, at least for now, have a system that's that works or it works at least works well enough. It's not maybe it's not a complete 100 percent perfect, but like it's better than nothing. Yeah, a lot better than nothing. And and uh, yeah, addressing that that delamination problem. Yeah. OK. And it seems the players are happy with it. Yeah, I am. I am. So um, we did not get to uh, what uh, what Leia, what statement that, that she made. So more or less, she she wanted to thank everybody that was uh, that was involved and apologized for her um, for her behavior during the course of that match against uh, against Salome. Um, so she questioned the paddle's validity. And I think that, you know, some of the statements that, that she made and obviously her coming on here and, you know, saying her piece side of the story was, uh, I think, probably part of the reason why this happened so quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. Why why there is such a, a decent amount of of testing at this past week's tournament. Did she behave properly during that match? Probably not, but I don't think you can blame her for uh, for for testing and and still, I think I would like to see the PPA say something about what happened that weekend because right now that you know we have we have accounts from Salome, we have accounts from Leia. I'd like to hear a, a third party side of that because you know both of those guys are going to tell their own their own story, right? So, um, just for viewers knowledge, we did reach out to, to Salome after we filmed our message or our, our video with, with Leia. Um, she responded around the same time she made her public statement. We read her public statement here and I personally asked her if she wanted to add anything else or a video segment to include here. Um, and I have not heard back. So that's still an open invite there. Um, journalism. <laughs> <laughs> I think she indicated that she did. She was thinking about potentially coming on, but we just we wanted to make sure it was like in studio. But right. we thought if she recorded something, we could then sort of like put it into the podcast. But I think generally, like we want to give her uh, a platform and allow her to say whatever she wants to say. It sounds like she just wants to kind of. I guess you could call it taking the high road here and just not get into all of it, which I totally respect. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, she made her statement. I That's probably she, – she's not a very vocal person, right? She's not big on social media. Um, and uh, so I, I think she's handling it professionally mm-hmm. with, with class and she just wants to go out there and play. But, uh, yeah, no, we've reached out multiple times to try and just – because. We don't want it to be just this one-sided thing. Correct. So we just want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to say what they they want to say. Uh, So hopefully we'll get her on. I would love to get her on. I think people just want to know more about her, Mm -hmm. right? Because she's so behind the scenes, there's a little bit of mystery around her. Definitely. Uh, And the only times I ever hear from her is one in that that statement. And then two, she likes to jump on. And I don't know if it's actually her, but the YouTube chat. Because I started talking to her in the YouTube chat during a live stream. And someone was like, careful, that's the fake one. And I was like, what? Like, is it? But it seemed like it was actually her. Uh, So I don't. 
I don't know. And um, it's sort of the the weird thing about the YouTube chats, you never know who you're actually talking to. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, no, definitely an open invite. I'd, I'd love to get her on just to ask her more about who she is, what she's about. And, um, you know, people get, get to know her more. Cause right now she's, she's a bit of a, a mystery. Yeah. Agreed. So I would love that as well. Um, all right. One more, one more thing I wanted to ask you about. Have you heard about these guys who are juicing paddles for players? Um, I know a little bit about it. What do you ask? So it's, <laughs> so it's real. Yeah. So there's a guy you can send your paddle to and he can do some interesting things. Yeah, he can make your paddle magic. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you. Sounds um, like you're in the know. Yeah, so I guess this has kind of been going on for, for a little bit of time, and now it's a bit more of an, an open secret. Um, I heard that more than five, at least more than five pros are sending their paddles to this guy. Okay, well then I think you know more than I do. So take that's it away. What, that's it. That's what I know. I know that this. I know that this person actually exists, and this person can actually do what they say they can do. What do they do? From what I understand, they can basically take a paddle that wouldn't normally delaminate on its own, um, and help, create the help delamination that. effect. Correct. Yeah. So, like, there are certain paddles that just by so mostly it's those thermoformed paddles when you play and throughout the natural course of events with playing pickleball you can create that pocket just by hitting the ball or by manipulating it yourself by hitting it with a, a hammer or some form of blunt object that doesn't break the face but or or break the core but creates that space in a quicker more efficient mm -hmm. time um so there are some paddles that do it themselves there are some paddles that really can't without this guy's help um interesting yeah very interesting <laughs> mm -hmm. let's get this guy on <laughs> uh <laughs> i wonder i th i shouldn't say it I yeah. If if this guy wants to come on, this guy can uh, can contact us. Yeah, I mean, the, well, the bigger business for this, it would be in his best interest. The bigger business for this guy isn't just souping up the the pros, right? Which now it sounds like you know that that's more of a risk to the players than it is going to be uh, an advantage. He should be doing this for amateurs. He probably is, but that's going to be you know if he's actually building a business around juicing paddles. I'll send him my paddle right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a he's got a, a you know trademark paddle juice or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh god, um, my team on that. Yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting to uh, to get him on for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Do we have anything else? That was about it for me. Yeah. Uh, a few things we needed to discuss, so we did this episode. But I think we'll be doing another one uh, later this week. So hopefully that comes together because I think that'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be even better without me here. Yeah, it'll be another one. It'll be a lot more professional down. without me here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm just going to like sit off in the corner and uh, maybe ask questions, but I'm going to have nothing to add. It'll be the another uh, the Ben John show, but he'll be able to talk directly with this engineer as they keep referring to him. And so that should be pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. We'll tune in for an even better podcast later in the week. Subscribe. Subscribe.
Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, dollar has gone on yeah.